Hey, uh, I'm Megan Collins, a style girlfriend. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here as always with Taylor Davies. Hi guys. And we are going to jump right into it because I, I don't know about you. I have so much to say. I'm fired up today, Megan. Ready to go. SG Madness. I know. Okay, so we're recording this on a Thursday. This will go up on Monday when it's actually down to like the final two. Like it'll be the championship. The championship. Whoa. Yeah. But as of right now, we do know our final four, which people will be voting on tomorrow. So we've got in our final four, we have Michael B. Jordan, we have Idris Elba, we have John Legend, and we have Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Taylor, do you notice a name that's missing? You know, it's funny you bring that up. I was not fortunate enough to have my pick to go all the way, the one and only Army Hammer. He was eliminated by my other bay for life, Michael B. Jordan, who was your pick. He's my pick. So does that mean, I'm curious, I, are you going to jump on my bandwagon or are you going to jump on either the John Legend, Idris Elba, like like take a totally new yeah. horse in this race? Are you going to go... With Gabby and go Ryan Gosling. Like, who gets you now? Well, you're really putting me on the spot. And I don't know what people traditionally do in regular March Madness. Like, are you supposed to side with the rival when your team loses? Generally, you side with whoever is in your conference. Like, for me, like, I'm rooting on Michigan now, even though okay. I hate Michigan in, like, the actual March Madness. Okay. Because Michigan's in the Big Ten. Hmm. Well, so there's, not, there's well, not necessarily an equivalent. Okay. Well, I think like I can answer safely that I do think that it was unfair to have it be Michael B. Jordan and Army going up against each other because I love yeah. Michael B. Jordan and I love his style. I love his Instagram presence. I'm all about him yeah. as well as a person. So I believe, sorry, Gabby, I will be joining Team Michael B. <laughs> going into the Final Four. Wow. I wow, know. Wow. I know. You guys heard it here first. This is news that we're breaking. Yeah, this is breaking news. Oh my gosh. I really didn't expect that. I kind of thought that you'd be like, I don't know, throw your hat in the ring with John Legend or something just to be contrary. Not to be contrary, but to be still like running your own race. But you know what's more fun than being contrarian? Being right. Winning. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Sorry, I'm going to have to like tone that down. But I got really excited because I agree. So here's what's interesting. So I wrote this down because I had to check. Here is last year's Final Four in SG Madness. It was oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, who eventually went on to win, mm. versus Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And then Idris Elba against Donald Glover. And then it ended up being Jeff Goldblum versus Idris Elba in the finals. And so Idris Elba actually beat Donald Glover to make it to the Final Four this year. So otherwise, honestly, Donald Glover probably would be in it again. Yeah. So I guess for me... I think I'm also doubly excited about Jordan just because he's the only newcomer in yeah, the bunch. Yeah, I agree. And it feels a little, I don't know, more exciting to me. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah. Like it's everyone fun. else feels, and I mean, Gabby can have her opinion, and I'm not saying that Ryan Gosling is not well dressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm there that was, so you much You really said that in a kind shade. of shady way. I'm. She knows how I feel, so I don't feel that bad about like continually throwing her under the bus because she did <laughs> make a strategic pick this year. I don't think Ryan Gosling is, like, not a really great dress guy. I do. I think he has fantastic style. Yeah. Arguably better than, like, mm, like. Good old JL. I was going to say Idris Elba. Like, I think that, like, I think um, Ryan Idris Gosling. Idris Elba, like, doesn't really register for me on the style spectrum. I no. feel like he's like readers just like him as a person. Yes, and he's, like, traditionally handsome without it feeling threatening in the way that I think Army Hammer's handsomeness I don't want to get into that again. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to uh, dig up fresh uh, wounds here. (laughs) Whatever. But I guess for me, I do agree that Ryan Gosling's 
really well dressed. I also just feel like he wasn't around much this year. Like no. he was in Blade Runner, but Blade Runner bombed. And bombed. like they he won like La La Land won the best picture last year around this time and then it got taken away so he was like on the Oscar stage for a minute and that like Gucci tucks with the ruffles but like yeah. beyond that can you really think of a moment that you really saw Ryan Gosling this year? I cannot. Exactly. It's not his time. No. I don't think. Sorry Gabby. I think it's Michael B. Jordan's time to be honest. I think he's having a moment culturally and I think that this year's SG Madness is reflecting his moment in the sun. I mean you couldn't avoid the Black Panther press tour this year and I feel like there's something to be said for yeah, um, the sense that he's, like, of the moment. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Are we going to have, like, a thing where we watch the championship votes come in and, like, drink while it's happening and, like, so. yell at the computer screen? Yeah. I mean, I remember last year, Jeff Goldblum won by literally, like, the hair at the end of your nose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was so close. And Gabby was watching it until, like, midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll see. Uh, But I don't even know how close it could be. I don't know. Could be a blowout. We don't know. We have no idea. So we'll see. Thank you for participating. Thank you for having fun with it. We always do. So it's it's cool to see other people having fun with it too. Especially because March Madness this year. Like I didn't even do a bracket. So this is actually Yeah, you like, missed out on I missed the bracket. The bracket. <laughs> and I find it personally offensive because you're supposed to join my fun bracket group. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Also, if the Badgers are back in it next year, I'll probably pay attention just de facto. Yeah. Why don't we move on? Okay. So... From a fashion standpoint this week, I have something I really want to talk about. Me too. So, Everlane, everyone's favorite basics mm-hmm. at a fair price transparency company. Yeah. Did I describe them well? I think that's... Yep. Formerly DTC, now brick and mortar and DTC. Right. DTC, direct to consumer. That's how they got their start. They were just like, we're like, we do the perfect t-shirt and it's, you know, at a more affordable price. We do yeah. the perfect sweatshirt. Yes, exactly. Price, all that. Feels so, so long ago and so far away. I know. And <laughs> so they've continually come out with more and more things. And so I suppose it was inevitable that they have now launched underwear. They have. Taylor, what do you think about this new product launch? I don't think anything that about this launch is surprising. I feel like it looks exactly what you might think Everlane underwear would look like. But then also without any, for me, any of the like exciting urgentness to buy. Like I love their launches. I open almost every email I get from Everlane because I love most of their like regular products. I'm like kind of obsessed with. Like, Even though I have a major. A, shoe, now? a tote. Yeah. I have major issues with their fit. Um, I am all over the board with their fit, which I think is something they don't have under control. Um, I've gone on a tangent. My thought on the underwear is that it is. Drab, a little sad, the opposite of sexy. So just to, I agree, just to paint you a visual picture. So the men's, they launched men's and women's underwear. The men's underwear is boxer briefs. It's like. But on bump, nothing new. Right. The women's underwear, can you describe what the women's underwear set looks like? (sighs) I guess, yeah. It's basically just plain cotton in gray white and maybe like a light pink or black or some black probably I can't even remember the colors but it's definitely white simple 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 basic 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 and it's like a bikini brief cut which is just like the simple like cartoon drawing of underwear what you guys might think if boys don't know what 
you know, underwear briefs cuts are. look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, high cut briefs, which are like a higher waist and a lower leg, sort of like a 50s pinup girl. And then I think also a cotton thong. They are just plain. The waistband has a little bit of elastic and then the body of the underwear is cotton and that's it. And then they did one bra and it's what you would call a scoop neck, like a U-shaped neck. Basically, just imagine that, like a lower cut crew with thick straps and then the same thing on the back. Pullover style, no clasps, no anything. Like if you've ever seen like a sports bra or a training bra bra for for like 13-year-old girls. Yeah, which... I kind of hope you haven't, but if that Yeah, happens, or like you had a sister and like when you were kids, you're doing the laundry and you're like, oh my God, my mom going to take my sister to get a bra. That's probably what she came home with from Gap Kids. Yes. Or like JCPenney. Yeah. And it was in like a jockey, you know, plastic like container. Like a little plastic container pack of three. Yes. So Everlane sort of came out with this whole mission statement. Like more than other launches, they're really sort of putting some muscle behind this. Agree. And they said that they wanted to make underwear that... Uh, sorry, um, I'm about to curse, but they they did it, so I'm. They just did it, so you it. can do it. They're saying it's no bullshit yes. underwear, and I, I find it really interesting. And and the founder, who's this guy who has previously said like that Everlane is not a brand that you get laid in. Like yeah. he sort of made his mark saying that Everlane is not sexy. Everlane is not something where you put it on for other people. And I guess I really want to talk with you and get your perspective on like that might be well and good when it comes to a crew neck t-shirt. But when it comes to underwear, especially women's underwear, is there anything wrong with wanting to feel sexy? No. See, and I think I'm with you on this 100%. I take a little bit of umbrage with this whole sort of like no bullshit where it the way that they're presenting, it's the way they're presenting it is that basically to me it comes across as if you like something other than this, your take on femininity is wrong and your take on femininity is not current and I think that in their way of trying to brand this as this sort of like every person underwear it's exclusive in that way because I don't think that their other clothes make you feel that way right like yeah they're not clothes you get laid in they're clothes you wear for yourself and for girls maybe that might be true but they also make silk sleep sets. They make V-neck silk tops. They make very slinky dresses that are super low cut that you can't wear a bra with. And tops that are the same. You couldn't wear them with the bra they're coming out with. So right. I think that they're kind of, it's a mixed message what this what this marketing approach says to me. And I, I don't find it very endearing or enticing. Because I do think underwear should be sexy. And I don't want to feel bad about that. And in the past couple of years, there's been some really interesting underwear brands founded by women, yeah. for the most part. Uh, brands like Negative Underwear, brands like Third Love. Um, Lively. Lively. That it was also a reaction to the, you know, push-up padded bras of, like, the Victoria's Secret sort of era. Yeah. And it was a reaction against that where it was maybe interesting patterns but no padding or, like, sexy cuts but still supportive. And I think for me, that feels like no bullshit underwear like that feels to me like something that is a reaction to being told what sexy looks like and sort of reclaiming that me too but to me this underwear is stamping out any sexuality that you might have and might desire to keep a part of you uh and I think what you were saying before is is exactly right like it it goes so far past boomeranging from this idea of like 
yeah, like, okay, we don't all have to look like Victoria's Secret Angels all the time, but shouldn't you be allowed to want your underwear to look attractive when you take your clothes off and knowing when it's, you know, under your clothes? And for this stuff, like, again, the the straps, you couldn't even wear it with a tank top. No. Because it would show and the, you know, neck wouldn't be deep enough to not show under, like, a crew neck t-shirt and it's or a v-neck. If anything, it makes me feel bad about wanting to be sexy. Right. Well, and so I guess we have to sort of separate ourselves and how we feel from letting Everlane tell us how we should feel, I guess, because I don't want to I, – I feel like I don't want to trust Everlane so much that if they tell me something, then I feel like whatever I think is wrong. Yeah. Which is hard to say because I feel like in, in the past they haven't – I haven't felt sort of like not spoken to by, by one of their launches in the past. So this one feels particularly like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Right. And at the end of the day, it's a brand. They're trying to sell you something. I guess it's just that what they're trying to sell us feels a little offensive when what you're saying is no bullshit underwear for men and for women. The men's underwear is literally just just underwear. Just underwear. Just underwear. And then for women, it's like, this is underwear as imagined by Handmaid's Tale. A hundred percent. And yeah, and I just, and I just don't like that. I think for me, I understand the idea of no bullshit, but Underwear, to me, doesn't feel like the thing that you don't want to have nothing extra with. That, to me, is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Unless you're sleeping in it. I don't know. And even then, I'm sort of like, I want it to be cute. Right. And I refuse to apologize for that. Maybe it's just about brands not telling us who we should be, but giving us an opportunity to be that person that day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess that just means we have to kind of dip in and out of feeling really like uh, spoken to by the ethos of a certain brand and it currently I don't feel spoken to by Everlane's intimates. I think especially in New York like we walk around every day and we're like oh look there's a new pop-up for a direct-to-consumer brand that is supposed to sort of mirror who I am or help shape my identity right there's all these brands where it's like this is who I am yeah and maybe maybe I'm having a reaction to that maybe there at some point you kind of have to be like no screw you Yeah. Like, I'm not going to define myself by my luggage or by my new sneakers or by my whatever, my underwear. Yeah, absolutely. But I just, I feel like it was sad. And I feel like from any brand, I would feel sort of like, this is your idea of what you want to want women to be wearing. Because it's, it doesn't feel like it's celebrating anything about being a woman to me. It feels a bit like that Pepsi commercial with Kendall Jenner, where you have to imagine that there was someone in the Everlane offices being like, Guys, this shit is ugly. Like, is yeah. no one else seeing this? Like, you just have to wonder if anyone raised their hand and said, I actually don't think this is something that women are going to like. And I don't think it's something where we should tell them that this is how they ought to feel. Because truly, like, plain underwear and sports bras and training bras have always been available from anyone mm-hmm. at for very affordable prices. From <laughs> Costco, from Walmart, from JCPenney, from Kohl's. Like... Uh. It's not not out there. I think the one thing that they did that was right was their cover model, spokesmodel lady. Well, the one that I've seen is Jemima Kirk. Yep. Who was some, she was someone in Girls. I didn't yeah, watch Yeah, she Girls. was on Girls. Was the, Jessa. Jessa. Yeah. And she feels very right for this kind of underwear. Like, she maybe does wear this stuff. Yes, I agree. I agree. <sighs> eh. Okay, yeah. let's leave it. Let's drop we'll leave, it. We'll leave it live. <laughs> but yes, I will say it's an, a little bit annoying that with the men's underwear, like I've, I've pulled it up, what constitutes as quote-unquote no bullshit for Everlane for men's underwear is an exposed elastic waistband which lays flat with no obnoxious branding. 
Okay. Honk, honk, I see you, Calvin Klein. Right. <laughs> a, a close yet comfortable fit. Fine. Uh, designed to avoid scrunching or bunching. Like, that's every pair that's of every boxer pair. briefs in the history of the world. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure that they were looking to make this more of a moment with women's, but I just want to, yeah. I don't know, I feel like it's important to call men's attention to the idea that this is sort of what we're having to deal with on a daily yeah. basis. Yes. We're told how to be women, and it's exhausting. Exactly. And from outward, inward, every single branding moment is trying to tell you something about who you are. Right. And at the end of the day, femininity can mean really different things to different people. Yeah. And... That's okay. That's yeah. okay. Uh, so, sorry, Everlane. It's just... Yeah, we love you. We love you. We don't love this. We don't love this. I want to move on. We got a couple of reader questions this week. We're not going to have time to answer them all, but I'm going to fire some at you, Taylor. Okay. Rapid wow. fire. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I will jump in as necessary, but I actually kind of feel like you have this. So, Whoa, okay. Yes. First question comes from... Actually, I probably shouldn't say names. I don't know. Hi, I'm a 21-year-old student living in the UK. I've covered all of the essential dress shoes, black and brown and Oxford, etc. And I'm looking for a pair of, quote-unquote, interesting whole-cut dress shoes, specifically for dates and smart casual events. Do you have any advice? What type of shoe would you like to see when you are on a date with a guy? Okay, so I feel like the way to go from this, I feel like if you have the dress shoes, black and brown and Oxford, covered... I mean, how many pairs of dress shoes do you need? I Especially also feel like a twenty-one-year-old student. Here's what, yeah. Here's what I want to say as a twenty-one-year-old: like you already have your wardrobe game. Like sounds like pretty on point. And I would say, say take those dress shoes and say, I think I've got it. And now expand your like day-to-day and date-night footwear to something else. Try a chuck a boot or like a lace-up, like maybe hiking-inspired boot, like something that feels maybe a little more seasonal and a little bit more playful. And there's so many different like boot styles out there that you really can find your personal avenue with that and go for it. Um, I love a mock toe, like in the fall. I think those look really good. And then a chukka, I feel like every guy should own. They're simple. They're comfortable. That suede looks nice in warm and cold weather. And then I would say don't shy away from sneakers. A really good pair of sneakers looks amazing on a date. Um, They should be thoughtful. They should be clean. Sure. Um, And they've got to kind of like go with your vibe, right? Like they can't be too off base from what you normally wear. But – you probably have an idea. Like if you're, it sounds like this guy kind of knows his taste. So don't be afraid. And you're in college. Man, you can wear sneakers on a date in college 100%. It's my advice. I'm pretty sure, so my like, this is so sad. My like first date was in college with the guy who turned out to be my boyfriend for the next like four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not very casual, <laughs> if that isn't clear by now. And he wore literally a basketball jersey. Like not his basketball, like he played basketball, but it was like a throwback <laughs> Lakers jersey or something like and then we just went to a casual restaurant like so I just don't think I don't know maybe it's maybe the UK UK at university is a little bit different in my mind everybody's wearing a tweed blazer and like it's like the theory of everything kind of vibe yes I will say like I to me every university in the UK is Ivy League just calling it university makes it sound so much fancier yeah yeah Prince Harry fell in like the sweet 16 of SG Madness. But I think he's someone who does dressed up casual really well. Like he's usually in a dress pant, dress pants and maybe a sport coat and a button up shirt, maybe a sweater over it. And he's always wearing sort of like walkabout shoes that 
look great, but yeah, it's like a it's like a suede Oxford shoe, something like that. Yeah, so he's a perfect example. Because I feel like the thing is too, when you're 21, unless you're a really preppy guy, like to me, loafers feel a little stuffy. So I would feel like, yeah. unless you're preppy and that sort of feels like your moment and you, that's your whole look. I don't know. Wait, wait for loafers. Yes, wait. I agree with that. I, I kind of have grown out of this, but my like handsome guy vibe when I think of it in my head it's very like Kennedy compound. yeah Kennedy's always your um buzzword yes absolutely but I don't know how you skip over the wearing that stuff in so that it looks not stuffy but just sort of like oh this is just I just wear loafers this is just what I do yeah well I guess you basically hope that your feet don't grow between 16 and 30 and wear those shoes every single day starting at 16 so by the time you're 30 they look amazing that must be it that must be what people I do. I haven't read enough JFK bios. I'm sure I'll, <laughs> I'll find something and I'll report back. All right. I think that's good advice. Next question. Hit me. Okay. This is pretty brief. So take it as you will. How can I style a button-down shirt? What colors are the most attractive to women? Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. What colors are the most attractive to women is subjective because women have different tastes. I feel like what colors look attractive to women are the colors that you feel good in. So anything that you wear that helps you project confidence, that's great. I've mentioned before for spring, I love lavender. I feel like this is a traditionally feminine color that actually looks super great on guys, especially in like a soft Oxford cloth button down. Like what a good look. Blue, I feel like always, Guys look amazing in blue. You probably already have a blue Everybody shirt. Everybody needs a blue and a white Oxford cotton button-down shirt. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And that Oxford cloth is also such a good look because it's soft to the touch and wears really well over time um, and fits into your Kennedy vibe for sure. And then I feel like you get into, I would make sure you have one or two sort of like fun button-downs these days. Like um, just waiting around for our sponsorship for the Bonobos Riviera shirt, which is a short sleeve button down that comes in an array of festive colors and patterns um, that any guy can sort of like find one that's a little subdued or a little radical that makes you feel really fun. Plaid, easy. Easy. Um, seersucker stripes. And yeah, I love a subtle like a blue and white stripe. stripe. A thin stripe. Pink and white even is nice if you're kind of a preppy guy. Mm-hmm. Green and white. It just lends visual interest. Yeah. And how to style a button down? Button it on your body. <laughs> and you're done. Jokes mm-hmm. coming from you right now. But I think that there, because there are people that have these questions, right? Like literally how do I wear a button down shirt? Like I think that... I totally get that it can feel scary to try a new item. Maybe this guy's sure. always worn t-shirts. t-shirts. Maybe he's, he's young. Sweatshirts. Maybe he's had an informal lifestyle. Yeah. So I guess I would just say about a button-down is wear it really with pretty much anything you own. You can wear it with jeans. You can wear it with chinos. You can wear it with dress pants. Shorts. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, Joggers. Throw it under a, a sport coat to really dress it up. Like, yeah. It's really a very versatile item for your wardrobe. So don't be afraid to... Like, try it with jeans one day and then, like, literally try it with chinos the next. And you'll be surprised at how different it feels, but still how appropriate it feels. Yeah. And then I think stand in front of your mirror and just, like, test a few things out. Um, We were fangirling hard over the Queer Eye series. And Tan France, who's the fashion guy, is always getting these guys to try a half tuck, which means tucking the front of your shirt in and leaving the back out for these guys that are having trouble adjusting from a really casual wardrobe to a dressier wardrobe. Some guys you may be that may try it and be like, that doesn't feel like me. So just when you're home, like just try that stuff out and see what feels right. Maybe it's like that really casual 
only one side of the front is tucked in, which I kind of do sometimes. Yeah, same. But can feel a little bit overly whatever, depending on who you are. So fashiony. Yeah, just like, I mean, test it out when you're home and see what makes you feel comfortable and then just keep in mind that certain more dressy events will call for um, a full-blown tuck-in. Yeah, a more conservative look. Yeah. And good luck. Okay, last question. Long-time reader, first-time question asker. (laughs) I'm looking for some advice on what to wear with a pair of Lululemon black pants. This sounds simple, but it's tricky because the fabric texture is quote-unquote technical and lots of stuff doesn't feel quite right. Also, the pants are so form-fitting that wearing anything looser on top makes me feel like a box on stilts. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, a box on stilts. Got it. I've got the visual. Yes, perfect. So that's a good question. GQ actually did something this week on wearing, like, athleisure pants. It was, like, John Cho. You know John Cho? Yeah. He was wearing it for some something, and he wore it with, like, a top coat and then sort of a – simple but sporty sweater and he had I mean they were kind of like jogger pants but they were those really fancy jogger pants where they kind of turn into like dress pants by the time you hit the bottom (laughs) like they don't you know they weren't um they They didn't gather they didn't gather at the bottom yeah but they had a drawstring like so I guess which is an interesting look yes so this guy this reader's question I I'm actually very like I feel like probably a lot of guys right now are being like I don't understand is it, <laughs> is it sweatpants? Is it dress pants? Like, yeah. what, you know, yeah, it's technical, but can I wear this to work? Like, yeah. what would you say to the guy who's, like, feeling confused by this sort of melange of technical, sporty, dressy wear lately? Um, first of all, I would say I feel you because I kind of go through this when I put on, like, leggings or yoga pants. Sometimes I kind of want to wear them out and about in the city but I don't really know what shoes to pair them with and what to wear on top so that I don't look like a total slob or that like I went to the gym but something else so anyway I totally get you and I wish that I could call my friend Jerry right now like phone a friend style because (laughs) I know for a fact that he's a big fan of these um, Lululemon joggers I know a lot of guys have them I think this is like a popular thing where these guys are all like yes this is the perfect thing for wearing over whatever like to the gym or out and about, coffee run, blah, blah, blah. So my thought is, okay, your coffee run look with your Lululemon black pants is probably going to be like, um, I would not go the like uh, like official fitness um, sneaker. Sure. I would go with an, a leisure sneaker like a Stan Smith, like um, a pair of Vans, like slip-ons yeah. or whatever. And then – a great crew neck sweatshirt that doesn't fit too loose like probably like a Todd Snyder like a gray Heather Todd Snyder for champion like anything like that that has or even Everlane that has these kind of like great like Terry love us again Everlane (laughs) no hi like do you guys want to buy advertising on the Style Girlfriend podcast because we we still love you we just don't hold a grudge I just want to call attention to the fact that we can silo our emotions and even like something you're wearing I feel like I love to wear sweatpants with like a cashmere sweater like, I feel like this is a great, comfy, casual look. And then, like you said, even, like, wearing a cool top coat over them gives them an interesting look. Although, I don't know. I think the Lululemon pants have a bit of sheen to them. So, I think joggers that don't have sheen, top coat, fine. With these, I don't think that the overcoat is really your look. I think you've got to kind of stay in the um, sporty athleisure adjacent. What would you say, then, for outerwear? Because if you go too technical, then you're – Head to toe, like a bomber jacket, a bomber, right? Okay, yeah. So not something like else a that has a rack or something, unless it's raining and then you're fully ready to go. And I feel like you could do that, but anoraks also, also, I feel like most guys don't own them because they're so specific. Yeah, 
but they are a good look. But a bomber, I feel like we've said many times, is a great thing to have in your sort of transitional season wardrobe and probably would look great with a pair of joggers because then you feel like you're kind of acknowledging that your whole vibe is casual. All right. Uh, we got through three questions. Last time we spent a really long time talking about breakups. And yeah, actually, we did. I but that's some... a little more... No, it is. There's more to it. A lot to it. And with that, we'll strum our way into hot takes. Hot takes. I'm going to start just because mine is really, really short. And okay, I, cool. I am curious if you have a POV on this. So this week, John Mayer came out with like a collaboration with Nike. Yeah. And it was also with... I. I don't know who the the person was. He was all, like they were both all over my Instagram stories. Yeah, I feel like mine I know too. a lot of people who like are at Nike or at Hypebeast or were at Nike or like are a, John Mayer. I don't or, know. I follow him. I I don't. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, you should. Oh my be, god, you should. I know you told that's me. That's my hot take. That's my hot take from this end of just story. Follow. Okay, I did just follow Will Smith on Instagram this week based off of a lot of people's recommendations, and that was a good decision. One of them was mine. Yes. So I don't know. I, again, I don't want to shit on anyone who is like trying something new and different and. And I do feel like in the back of my head that John Mayer actually does have really interesting style. It's not necessarily my style. Yeah. Like it's very, um, I'm a white guy, but like I'm really influenced by Native American culture, but it's not appropriation, but maybe it kind of is. Like to there's me, a lot of turquoise. It's, it's like Grateful Dead, modern cowboy, gigolo style. But he did live in like Delaware or something for a minute, right? So he kind of He can... went to Mont he goes to Montana. That's where he goes. Sure. De- Delaware know. is Delaware a strange reference. Now I don't think much is going on in Delaware. Montana makes more sense. Yeah, I've not think been the dog. Either. Remember like Andy Cohen went with him and like they like mm-hmm. out on like literally like very on the range. And you know, we had Paradise Valley was his whole like Is that a place in Montana? Nope, it was the name of the album he did before this. No, I know, but is Paradise Valley? Oh a place no, I think in he just made it up. I think he just made it up. Okay, so I, I could be super wrong about that. that, but he that was like his energy. His thing was like wearing a blanket over his shoulders in a yes. field with the dog, with the hat, with the jean jacket, and sort of like feeling forlorn with, as you said, turquoise jewelry. Right, like there's that saying about before you leave the house, take off one piece of jewelry. Like mm-hmm. he's the opposite. Like he's, yeah, he's like, like put one more on. Right, and a hat and a poncho. Yeah, so. All that to say, I would not have expected him to come out again. I think it's with a designer or like a DJ or something, but it was him so plus it's like another a guy plus Nike collaboration. Yes, and I I don't know. It was just very tech forward. Like it was sort of like how Justin Timberlake came out with Man of the Woods and was like, "Look, I'm a man of the woods." But then the first song was like super bassy and super thumpy and super. Whoa! What a great it feels like that line draw reference. That was yes. perfect. Yeah. So to me, I guess I just don't get it because it's like black and white and then like with a high-vis green and you know I'm not mad at high-vis but it's like a pull-on sneaker I just don't get it but I'm also like he seems really proud of it and like people seem to love it I don't know have you seen it I saw the Instagram pictures of it and I did not get it either because in the context he's wearing his like Paradise Valley outfit with these like very graphic shoes and I guess maybe is that the point is the juxtaposition the point I don't know, because that feels a little bit disjointed to me. I feel like if I saw someone wearing what he's wearing to his ankle, I'd be like, okay, that tracks, that tracks, that tracks. And then it would be like, It's advice we'd never give, that's for sure. Yeah. But again, it makes me feel like it's like some piece of art that I just don't understand, right? Like maybe at some point, like, I don't know. I should have read the press release. (laughs) Really? Because maybe there's a whole... But it wouldn't be a hot take if you had read the press release. (laughs) It would have been a fully formed thought. This is hot takes and we just say what we feel... In the moment. Yeah. I guess. Yes. John Mayer, if you want to come on the pod and explain to us your reasoning behind the shoe, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't understand it. And I'd like to think that 
you get a lot of Yes. And the stuff that I don't get, it's because it's very much outside my purview, like a vatement or like something where it's really high fashion. But John Mayer is not high fashion. John Mayer is someone who I feel like I should, I should get. Yeah, totally. So. He's basic enough that we should all understand him. Yeah. So it just threw, it just threw me for a loop. But you know what? Maybe that's kind of what he wants. Maybe, maybe he was trying to do something different and mix it up and good on Uh, him, I say. Good for you, John Mayer. Yeah. Okay. It's better than a sports bra that looks like Offred would wear it. So if I had to pick, yeah, I'd wear Sad trombone <laughs> for that. All right, dealer, what's your hot take? My hot take is based off of some very exciting news that happened this week, which is that Entertainment Weekly did one of their favorite things to do, which is get together the entire cast of a show that's been off the air for a long time and be like, look at these people. <laughs> and this week it was the entire cast of Dawson's Creek. And, like, the entire cast. They got a lot of people. They got um, Joey, and they they got the whole real-time, like, Katie Casey. Holmes, jo- uh, Joey. You say the real name. I'll say the. <laughs> Katie Holmes. Joey Potter. Um, James Vanderbeek. Pacey Witter. No. James Vanderbeek. Wait, who'd you say? Oh, Dawson, Dawson Creek. Dawson <laughs> Creek. <laughs> <laughs> What if that was his name? Dawson Creek, kind of like Grey's Anatomy. Oh, but it was. It is exactly like Grey's Anatomy because it's Dawson's Creek. Because her name isn't. Oh, my God. Send me home. Thursday podcasting Taylor, is not is going well. Taylor, this is your hot take. Well, then let me take it hot. This is like, it's too much. It's too much. I would like to re- I would like to start over. I would like to cut that out, and I would like to restart my hot take, please. Because none of what I said made any sense. Taylor, what's your hot take this week? My hot take is that Entertainment Weekly has done my favorite thing that they always do, which is bring together the cast of a show that's been off the air for a really long time. And this week, it was Dawson's Creek. And all of your favorite players were there. Joshua Jackson, James Vanderbeek, what's her name? Katie Holmes. Mm -hmm. Michelle Williams. And that's very impressive because Michelle Williams is a little too cool for her past now, I think. Arguably, she's the biggest star out of all of them. I mean, she's been nominated for Oscars. Yeah, correct. Katie Holmes was famous for a while because she was married to Tom Cruise, but I would But she never did anything really cool after Dawson's Creek. So they got them all together and they did like also like special edition covers with like just the individuals. And I didn't see all of them. I only saw Joshua Jackson's because I don't need to see anything else. Pacey. I love him so much. I told you I saw him at Soho House once. He was up on the roof smoking a cigarette yeah. with this very cool looking girl. And he looked haggard, but in like the most handsome way possible. Like a weathered chair. Mm, yeah. I love him so much. He's aged well. He and my hot take was that basically I just wanted to like remember and remind everyone that he is the GOAT TV character crush of mm-hmm. like our generation. Because the fact that, like, that was, like, one of the most satisfying television, like, conclusions of a relationship. Because he and Joey ended up together, which everybody thought they should. Spoiler! No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, honestly. It's been 20 years. If you haven't watched, that's... She didn't end up with Dawson. Right. Who was sort of the, like, that was the original romance, right? Like, so that was my hot take, was like, whoa, Dawson's Creek, love it, remember it, Pacey, forever, the goat. Yeah, I will say, like, it's in some ways satisfying and in some ways terrifying that now like the culture like the culture with a capital C just appeases people our age and it's like remember when this thing happened yeah it makes me feel like I feel seen but I also feel like oh my god I'm so old and in 10 years they're gonna be like look it's the Riverdale cast they're back together and we're gonna be like who (laughs) 
who are these people? Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. think that it means, like, uh, this is the beginning of the end for us. When you start being nostalgic for stuff. Is dark as hell, Megan. It's true, though. Like, when the oldie station starts playing the music that we were, like, reared on, that's when it's just like, oh, we oh, had a like- big talk about this while we were ice skating in Maine <laughs> about... <laughs> About old school lunch, about like old school radio stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bummer. Right. I don't don't know. know. I can't tell you how to feel. That's right. You and Everlane, don't tell me how to feel. Uh Uh-uh. I'm just going to tell you that I don't like it. I don't like Uh, it one bit. Like I appreciate, (laughs) I appreciate a good TBT, but anything beyond that, I guess I just get a little bit wary of, it means that whatever is happening in this moment is no longer relevant to me. That's what it makes me feel like. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. Yeah. Well, and, like, whatever was, like, whatever felt really, like, fresh to you and was, like, poignant to your sort of coming of age is now, like, super dated. Yeah. We're old as hell. Old as hell. Whew. And on that super positive note, we finally have the podcast back into the iTunes stream. So if you still have Undressed on your phone as an iTunes thing, you'll find it now. In Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that was the very professional way of saying that. So... Look for us on iTunes. Look for us wherever you get your podcast at this point. Like Stitcher. Like I think we should be everywhere again. Oh, good. If for whatever reason we're not, please let us know and I will try to get that fixed. And that also means that you now have no excuse not for reviewing and rating us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And subscribe. Right. And we actually, I've been working on trying to find a way to like bifurcate what we're doing here and then undress. So be I'm on sorry, the lookout for that sorry. What word as well. was that, Megan? <laughs> bifurcate? Like Using split. it in a sentence? <laughs> I'm trying to bifurcate the two podcasts. I'm trying to split them into two like streams, basically, so that people... Bifurcate. Yeah. Ugh, you're smarter than me. I've <laughs> never heard that word before, and I took the SATs. I took the SATs and bad on them. I did better on the ACTs. <laughs> I, didn't take, the, I didn't take the ACT. You would have done better on the ACTs. I could have probably gone to a better college, huh? <laughs> Sorry, no offense. Zona for life. Go cats. Okay. We could have gone to university. Ugh. So that's it. So that's it for us. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening. And if you guys have questions, send them to us. Uh, Contact. Carrier pigeon. What is that thing where like you put flames into the sky? Oh my God, send us a smoke signal. Send us a smoke signal. We'll do our best to get your questions answered on the next episode. But in reality, is it contact at stylegirlfriend.com? I believe in reality it is. Also though, you can slip into our Instagram DMs. Ooh, DMs. Our Twitter DMs are not open because I'm not trying to mess with that. But Instagram, it's like you can see it and it doesn't get into your world in the same way so instagram dm style gf yeah feels current yeah sweet okay cool all right have a good week taylor have a good weekend oh thank you happy easter happy passover um happy holidays (laughs) perfect (laughs) bye everybody